Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Violet Sanctuary Spa, your online holistic spa radio show that inspires, informs, and empowers you to live a wonderful holistic life, which gets better each day. Join Tia as she will help you on your journey. She'll love to hear from you. Call in at 619-996-1641. International callers, just press the Skype button. And now your host, creator of the Violet Sanctuary Spa, certified gateway dreaming coach, angel therapy practitioner, and certified crystal healer, Tia Johnson. Hello and welcome. Yay. Throw confetti in the air. That's what I like to say (laughs) as I open my shows. So, uh, yeah, today is, or excuse me, tonight is a very important night um, for a lot of us, because it is the first Sunday of the new year. Can you believe it? 2015 is here already. I feel like I'm still stuck in, in some ways, in 2014. It just hasn't settled in yet that it's already 2015. So today's topic, personal growth, a kickstart to 2015. I like this topic because um, I always want to start off anything new on um, the right foot, you know, great energy, optimism with a touch of realism. <laughs> you know, you want to be hopeful and all these great things, but you still want to be realistic in the process. So I wanted to uh, just talk about ways we can kickstart our 2015, you know, on a good note, ways to maintain it. And then next year, 2016, we're going to be talking about, you know, all the great things we accomplished, lessons learned, all that greatness. So it's just a way to keep up uh, the good things and ways to handle the not-so-good things that may happen that can be out of our control. So I will be discussing tonight what we can do to ignite our energy for this year. As I was saying, we want to start things off on the right foot Um What makes this year different from 2014? I want to talk a little bit about angel numbers because each year has its own energy. And if you're into numerology, then this will that that portion of the show will be very uh, interesting to you. Books to read. I love reading. (laughs) If you listen to any of my previous shows, you know that I have um, two bookcases, uh, like a little treasure chest full of books. I have books on my computer desk. They're all over the place. My regular desk. I have books everywhere, even e-books. Um, I prefer the physical books, but sometimes you're on the go and you need e-books. So um, I'm going to give you a couple of books uh, that can help you uh, kickstart this year. Some books are new, some are old. Nevertheless, it will help you. Um, phrase of the year. This is the first time I will be doing a uh, phrase of the year First, I thought it was kind of cheesy, 
<laughs> to do something like that. But I thought, what the heck, I'd give it a try, see how it feels. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, letting go of people and situations. Now, uh, I made that portion last. Because that's going to be the most difficult one. Um, sometimes people like to take the most difficult aspect first and then uh, get to some of the more easier stuff. But I say that one for last because that's something that's going to take a little bit more time to discuss. And I want to make sure that I touch bases in the other areas. So what we can do to ignite our energy for this year? Well, I like to tell people to write as often as possible. One reason I suggest to write, you know, whether it's your feelings, what you're going through, what you want to do, what you're accomplishing, is because you can reflect upon that thought at any given time. There's no um, trying to remember, oh, man, I had this thought about this situation a while ago. I don't remember exactly what it's about or it completely, but I know I thought about it and I kind of want to do this. If you write it down, there's no disputing that, right? It's something that you wrote down. And the reason why uh, now I'm really pushing for people to write down what they want to accomplish, thoughts and feelings and so forth, is because I actually stumbled upon something I wrote years ago. I was on my old website and I was reading an old blog post and it was a Young Tia, <laughs> when I, I, it was minutes before or hours before I was going to turn 26. So this was a year after I started my business, and I'm about to turn 26, and I just wrote this beautiful blog post. And the, the blog post was really just me reflecting on age, but looking back four years later, it's really me writing about me. So in that blog post, I wrote about how I felt like I was going to do something great. I was on the brink of something fresh, something exciting, something that was going to change uh, not just myself but people in a in a big way. And in that blog post, I really just discussed the things I learned up until that point. And 26 isn't a milestone age. You know, it's not like 25 or 30 or 50. It's just an in-between age. But it was very important at that time, for some reason, I felt it was very important for me to talk about turning 26, you know, what that meant for me right at that moment and what that meant for me going forward. Reading that blog post uh, four years later, well, almost four years later, I'll be 30 this year, reading the blog post roughly four years later um, really just reminded me of Everything I had accomplished from the time I was 26 up until now, and it was a reminder of uh, to keep that kind of fresh and lighthearted emotion, you know, going forward. Sometimes we get caught up in things that we do, and we don't realize that we're doing something great. Because we're doing something that we love, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal until someone says, no, what you did was really amazing. That's not normal. <laughs> so a way to kickstart this year is to simply write your thoughts and feelings. It doesn't have to be, you know, a long essay or anything like that. It could be a couple of sentences. I feel like this. I know I'm going to do this. I would like to see myself be portrayed as, you know, fill in the blank. So just write Right from your heart, 
then write from your mind and, you know, just continue on. So it doesn't even have to be a journal. Just write yourself a note, you know, seal it up, you know, put it away, which leads me to the second uh, point under um, igniting our energy this year. Create a time capsule. I'm going to do this. So for my time capsule this year, I'm going to write things that I am going to accomplish. You know, I will accomplish this. And, of course, I'm going to set out methods for me to work towards that. But I'm going to write, I'm going to accomplish this. I don't want to try. I don't want to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get it done. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get it done. So I'm going to write that, so a letter to myself. And I'm going to put a few things. I'm going to maybe have a box. I haven't figured out if I'm going to do a shoe box, you know, something back to grade school where you get your shoe box and you decorate it real nice. <laughs> or, you know, old cigar box, something like that. So I'm going to put a couple of things in this time capsule. And um, I'm going to, uh, in addition to having the letter and what I'm going to put in a time capsule, I'm going to write uh, a quick note to myself. So uh, when I look at it come December, whatever day I choose to open in 2015, I get to rediscover who I am. I get to take a closer look at what I had become. So this is a great thing to do because it's you building up something great for this year and in particular for yourself, you know, because we have to take care of ourselves first. So we're we're building up this momentum, you know, we're getting it started, we're revving it up, we're creating us again, so to speak, we're recreating, so we're we're going to get material together, hard written material that we can reflect upon, look back on, and so forth, and you can do this maybe, you know, once every three months, you can write a note to yourself, Okay, I did this. I want to do that. If you know you want to alter it a little bit, if you can't wait, you know you have a time capsule, a time capsule, but you just can't wait. Like, oh man, that's like how many days from now? I want to do something a little bit more short term. That's okay. Short term things are good too. It's another um, um, signpost, if you will, that can help you along your way. So again, just to um, uh, restate um, the whole revving up process. You want to write down what you're going to do, what you're going to accomplish. You can even write a farewell to 2014. Um, I did uh, a farewell, I think, for 2013 and Welcome Me 2014, and that was actually very therapeutic. Um, It's a nice way to close a chapter of your life. So you don't have all this residual... um, that was from 2014 or, you know, whatever it is that you want to leave behind, this is a great way to do it. So you can write a closing letter to 2014. You can literally write, Dear 2014, it was a nice run. (laughs) I learned so much or, you know, I experienced so much. I'm glad it's over. I'm looking forward to 2015. So this, whatever you want to call it, energy, relationship, experience, it's over Thank you. And if you want to do it in a ritual format, you can burn a letter. You could uh, rip the letter up, throw it away, you know, do whatever you want with it. So that's another thing you can do. And then the whole time capsule um, aspect. I think that's a wonderful thing to do. I like to see this be a trend where more people are creating their own personal time capsule. So it doesn't have to be 10, 20, 30 years from now. It could just be a one-year time capsule and do it with a friend, which makes it even 
interesting because you're adding more energy into what you're doing. Again, you're bending up that momentum. You are being committed to the most important person in the world, yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, I would love to see more people do that. So even if you want to um, write in and say, hey, T, I created my time capsule, I would love to hear about that. So you can email me at tia.johnson at com, and I would love to hear about how you uh, wrote your letters and created your time capsules. So, Nets, what makes this year different from 2014? Well, if we are going to look at it from an angel number perspective, we would break down 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 4, which is um, 7, because 4, 5, 6, and number 1, 7. Now, I like the number 7. I think it's a great number. It's a number that can really um, make us feel lucky because we had that, oh, you know, thank heaven, 7-11. There's so many great um, associations made with the number 7. But from an angel number standpoint, number 7 means that you're on the right path and then that you can expect great outcomes. You know, and, and this whole, uh, you know, opportunities being open for you, doors are opening, windows are opening. So 2014 was about a great opening, you know, so but – as with anything, a door being open, a window being open, some opportunity being presented to you, we had to be receptive of it, right? I mean, someone put a whole bunch of money in front of you. Someone put a $1,000 in front of you on a table. It's up to you to, to take it. Someone says, here, I want to help you out. Here's $1,000. Based on your belief system, you will say, thank you. I need this. Or, you know, no, I don't know. This can't be real. Whatever the case may be. So 2014 was sort of like a rite of passage. You know, we're, we're going through something. So when we when we are entering something, we are leaving something behind. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people experienced some kind of endings, whether it was divorce or death or just detachment from friends altogether <clears throat> or moving, living situations, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So with uh, 2015, 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 5 equals 8. 5, 6, 7 plus 1 is 8. And, <clears throat> excuse me, when I think of 8, I think of infinity. You know, if you turn the 8 sideways, it's just no ending, no beginning. You know, unlike um, like a 7 where you start and you clearly end at a certain spot. But the number 8 in angel number signifies abundance and prosperity. So 2014 was literally us stepping into something new so we can receive something even greater. So, again, with the whole uh, affinity aspect of it, it's endless loops. We are uh, infinite. We are doing things that are just never ending but for our highest good. So time is never ending. Money is never ending. Ideas are never ending. So we are going to experience a lot this year. So it could be a lot of concepts, a lot of, you know, tangible uh, things like money coming our way. And for those of you who say, well, I had a great 2014. That's great. 2015 is going to be even better. <laughs> More opportunities presented themselves so that way 2015 could be even better. So here's where the energy is different. This year is all about receiving. It's all about understanding that when we have the mindset of 
things being infinite, then we are limitless. So if you think that you're always prosper time, then you will be prosper time. But if you go with the mindset of I have enough time, more than enough time to get things done, then that's exactly what's going to happen. That's where the infinite concept comes in for 2015. And with the money, because these opportunities were presented to you in 2014, you were building relationships, not just networking, but connecting, making great relationships, forming these opportunities for, you know, later. So you were paying it forward in 2014. So 2015 is a time where you can really capitalize on this abundance and whatever the case may be. So while 2014 was a time where we were leaving things behind, I wouldn't be surprised if this year there were new friends. And I know some people are just like, no, I have friends. I'm okay with that. But remember, whenever we reach a new level in our life, there are some, sometimes there will be people that will be left behind. And as I said in other shows, there are three types of people in our lives, those who want us to succeed, those who want us to succeed but not surpass them, and then those who don't want us to succeed at all. So when you're at a certain level, you may have 10 friends, 5, 10 friends, and they're all cool and they're all great. But then, you know, you start doing more personal growth. You are expanding in 2015. You're living out your dreams. So they're not just dreams. You're making them happen. Some of your friends, even family, may not be able to take that. They they maybe thought, oh, they might get a little bit far. They might do a little something, but it's not going to be great. But then look at that. You became great. And now some people just can't handle that. So in even situations, with all this greatness coming, you know, certain situations. So, for example, going to certain places may not be of interest to you anymore. It's just you're over it. So, But that's okay because, again, with these great shifts come even greater things. So this is the energy difference from 2014, you know, you're, it's more like you're setting up the playing field in 2014. So in 2015, it's all about the abundance, the, you know, the endless pouring of love and money and time and energy and ideas. And all of those are great, great things. So just keep that in mind from an angel number perspective. That's what 2015 represents. So next, books to read. This is one of my favorite parts because I love to read books. So um, I was reading an article, I believe, from entrepreneur.com. And uh, one of the um, authors of the article suggested to read a book called Never Eat Alone. And I thought, you know, initially when you see a, you know, a title, Never Eat Alone, you think, oh, this must be about lunch. <laughs> At least for me, that's what I thought. But this really has to do with being successful. And this book is actually a New York Times bestseller, um, number one, actually. So the, the actual um, complete title, this is an expanded and updated version, is called Never Eat Alone and Other Secrets to Success, One Relationship at a Time by Keith Ferrazzi and Tao Raz. So that's K-E-I-T-H-F-E-R-R-A-Z-Z-I and T-A-H-L-R-A-Z. Now, I'm not finished reading this book, 
but I can vouch for what I have read thus far. And I have to tell you, this book is packed with a lot of information. So if you are on the course of starting your business or, you know, taking your business to the next level, because this is the energy of 2015, you know, next level, great abundance, this is definitely the book you want to read. And some of these concepts can be applied to your personal life as well. That's what I know about a lot of business books I have been reading lately is that uh, even though it is geared towards helping people in their business or professional lives, a lot of these concepts can be uh, applied to personal lives as far as best communication practices, how to best use your time, how you can delegate certain things. I mean, you can do that in your personal life and in your home. So, for example, uh, the author talks about how he's from Pennsylvania, like myself, and he's just from a little old place and, you know, how he just really rose to the top. And that's the American story in a lot of ways, you know, just rising to the top, you know, by the boost or strap up your bootstraps and, you know, go for it. But what he really talks about um, in the book, what I really, really like is that he said you have to be specific in what you want in life. And, and well, actually in your business, he says, but, you know, of course, you, we can apply this to, to life. He says you have to be specific in what you want. And it's this really interesting part in the book where um, he talks about what uh, President Clinton uh, did, and I'm going to see if I can pull it out real quick. I like it because um, he gives us, so in this book, he gives, he talks about uh, how we can help ourselves in our business, but then he also breaks it down in little stories from uh, people who've been successful in various areas um, based on the, the chapter he's discussing. And so at one part, he's talking about how Bill Clinton um uh, was able to connect with people. What he did was, when Bill Clinton met someone, he would carry a little book with them, and he'd write down their name, something about them, you know, something that was really important about them. For example, if I said, hello, I'm Tia Johnson, I'm from Philadelphia, he'd write, okay, Tia from Philadelphia. And then, you know, something I was like, okay, she is an author of a book something, something, something. So he'll make sure that he commit that to memory so he can get to know the person and, you know, be intimate with that person in the sense that he knows enough about you to hold a great conversation, that he's um, able to know who you are and essentially what you like, what you don't like, things like that. So here he has uh, Connectors Hall of Fame profile, Bill Clinton. Know your mission in life. And uh, he talks about how Bill Clinton knew that he what he wanted to do, and I like it. And and that's how he introduced himself. One person asked him, "Well, why are you writing this down?" And he said, "You know, because I'm going to be, you know, this. I'm a politician, and so forth." So, <clears throat> if we can focus on what we want to do in our life, you know, like really be spe- specific, like, okay, I want to do this and I'm going for it. Even if you don't know what you want to do right now, there are loads of free tests you could take. You know, you can Google just about anything. Google, what's my life purpose? Google, um, what should I be doing with my life? Google, soul purpose, whatever the case may be. We can take tests to help us figure out what it is we're meant to do, but you can always start by asking ourselves the question, what do I love to do? 
Is it singing, dancing, writing, teaching, speaking, you know, giving advice to someone, giving, you know, you know, uh, your time or, you know, your money or you're a good investor. Just figure out what you love to do and start from there. And then you can capitalize on that and begin the path of becoming who you truly want to be. And that's what I love about this book. It's all about being specific, knowing how to communicate with people so you can communicate um, to people who you are, what you want to do, and know that, yes, you're going to have to put your time and effort (laughs) into it. I mean, yes, it is. Being an entrepreneur is a crazy, crazy road, (laughs) okay? It is not for the faint of heart. However, it is a very rewarding path when you're successful. So, uh, again, I'm not finished reading this book, but from what I read thus far, it is a very intriguing book. Um, It's helping me to also hone in on a few things in my life, personal and business. So I really do vouch for this book. And, again, it's called Never Eat Alone. And um, just a moment here as I pull up the actual cover for you. And again, this is the revised and updated version. Okay, or excuse me, expanded and updated. Never eat alone and other secrets to success, one relationship at a time. So this is is really, really great material in this book. I've been highlighting uh, like crazy in this book. This is one reason why I love um, a hard copy book. I like to write in books a lot. Um, Not just doodle, but actually write notes. (laughs) So uh, the next book here, and I absolutely love this book. I I read this book, um, I think, twice, if not um, third time. But I have revisited uh, this book several times because this is a great book to check in on, you, to use to check in on yourself, you know, where you are in your life, where you're going. And it's by Colette Baron-Reed. She's one of my favorite authors. I truly adore her. She was on the show in the past. And it's called The Map. Finding the Magic and Meaning in the Story of Your Life. So why is this book so important? Because this book is not like any other book I read before. This book doesn't ask you so much what you're doing in in your life, but where are you in your life? Because you can always tell people what you're doing. What are you doing? Oh, I'm working on this. I'm making a few moves here. I'm going to do this. Uh, I looked up this. I read this. I was talking to this person randomly in the supermarket, and it gave me an idea, and, you know, maybe I saw a blog post. No. This book asks you, where are you in your life? Meaning, are you in shouldville, couldville, woodville? Are you at uh, a fork in the road in your life? Where are you? Are you trying to uh, recollect something? Are you missing something in your life that's leaving you in in a a plane in your life that's just unfavorable? Where are you in your life? And I think that is a wonderful question to ask because when we are telling people what we're doing and doing and doing, it's almost a facade to to some extent because – you know, we know where we are in our lives. You know, when we go home and then we really have to face ourselves, we know where we are. But if someone asks us, we may put on a little bit of a show. So this book really asks the, the deep questions, you know, where are you? What are you doing? So there are chapters right here. Where are you? When are you? That's a great question to ask. Some people are stuck in 
name the year, name the decade, <laughs> name the situation. You know, some people are really stuck in the time zone, you know, and and it's unfortunate because you can never recreate the same situation with the same people at the same day. No matter how hard you try, it just won't be the same. Someone may have a different belief. They may outgrown something. You probably can't get the people together. The person may have passed away. So, you know, you can't you can't recreate anything um, to the T. Who is guiding you? That's another great question to ask. I saw a very great quote on Steve Harvey's Instagram. It said, uh, you are the average of the five people you spend your time with. And that really blew my mind because, you know, I'm the person who has different friends for different reasons, right? You have friends who you go to parties with, friends who you go to exhibits with, friends who you just relax with, friends who you talk to life, talk about life. But some of these friends cross over, right? So you think about all the categories of friends you have, and then from those categories you pull out the people who you hang out with the most. You think, oh, my gosh. you know. And so I'll touch more on that when we get to uh, letting go of people and situations. But it is something to think about. You are the average of five people you spend your time with. Think about that. So, you know, after this podcast is over, write down who do you spend your time with the most. You know, so really, truly think about that for a moment. And then think about what they're doing in their lives. Are they trying to up the ante in their lives? Are they challenging themselves? So that's that's very important, important things to think about. So travel companions and where you go from where where will you go from here? So those are just some of the chapters in the map, and I can tell you, I wrote all over in this book, but I also go back and re- revisit what I wrote. Some things are different, some things aren't, and that's okay in, in some um in some cases. Here I'm looking. I have yes, yes, good one, so true. Let's see. Um, let me see if I want to. Read something from here. I love this because Colette really, she really did a great, great job in um, or with this book. And I love her other books too, but this one I just constantly go back to and um, and reevaluate. So lessons here. And gardening. Oh, yeah. So then is a part about gardening. So... And many people may have heard, you know, you reap what you sow, you're in your garden. This is something that I like to apply in my life. You know, what am I putting in my my garden of growth? You know, what seeds do I have in there? And make sure that it's something that you want in your garden. So, it, again, this goes back with the, the five people. You know, we get influenced so easily, we don't even realize it at times. So be careful on what you're manifesting in your life. So this is why it's so important to, as my mom always said, watch the company you keep. <laughs> and then it, and then this book talks about noticing the magic in your life. I am a firm believer of magic. So, um, yeah, there are always things to be discovered in life. So that's a great book to read. It's called The Met by Colette Baron reed Finding the Magic and Meaning in the Story of Your Life. And, again, this book asks you where are you in your life? which is a great question to ask. I don't want to say daily, but at least maybe once a month, if not twice a month, because we can be stuck in certain situations and not realize it, which is why we need strong, supportive people who can give us unbiased advice in our lives. And so the last book I want to recommend here is 
Present Miracles by Denise Lynn, another one of my favorite authors who also certified me as a dream coach. And the reason why I suggest this book to help you kickstart your 2015 is because this will help us get rid of um, any residual um, feelings we might have, fears, whatever the case may be, because um, I do believe in past lives, and this helped me with some of my fears and other things that I needed to address that I didn't realize needed to be addressed. (laughs) So this book will ask you to look back at your past, which is a great uh, segue into Colette Baron Reed's book, The Map, because this will help you ask, okay, where are you? Are you still stuck in the past? And, okay, how far in the past? Are you stuck in your past life past? (laughs) Meaning, you know, fears, concerns that you really can't explain why you have them in this life. You know, you may, once you go through a meditation um, or a question, you can understand and then dissolve that fear, whatever the case may be. Um, So here, I will read a couple of chapters. Um, My Journey into Past Lives, Reincarnation and Karma. How past life exploration can heal your life. That's a big one there. Again, and this could be applied to, you know, your past life a year ago. You know, just get rid of some of that stuff going on there. Past life clues, questionnaire, dreams, and past life. Spirit guides, angels, and past life. And, you know, ripple effects and so forth. So this is a great book to read, again, to help you understand um, why you do some of the things you do that you can't quite explain, that doesn't have much rationale. So, again, um, Past Lives, Present Miracles by Denise Lynn. And uh, this is a book that I do look back on from time to time because uh, it's a kind reminder of um, some of the the fears, the, what is it called? What is the acronym? False evidence appearing as real, something like that. So this was great to help break down a lot of barriers. And that's what we want to do. We want to break down the barriers so that way we can be greater, you know, progress and so forth in this year and years to come. So, again, the top three books are Never Eat Alone and Other Secrets to Success, One Relationship at a Time, The Map, Finding the Magic and Meaning in the Story of Your Life, and Past Lives, Present Miracles. Great authors, great books. Um, They're a little bit thick, but it's worth the read. So, phrase of the year. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've just been having some conversations lately between my family and, you know, close friends. And one phrase popping up was, uh, no time wasters. And I know I never even used wasters like that. I usually say waste, like don't waste time. But um, it's interesting because, uh, well, for example, my brother turned 21 last year, and that was crazy because it seemed like time flew by. I remember when he was born on a rainy night, you know, in September, and it was just crazy. I was the only child for eight years, and then he came along, and I thought, oh, man, this is Great. You know, I want a little sister, but I got a brother, but it's okay. We live. <laughs> we get along. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I promise. But uh, it's interesting. And then almost like a blink of an eye, he, he turned 21. And, you know, he's doing his own thing. And I just thought to myself, wow, like th- there is no time to be wasting here. You know, it's so easy to let time slip by where we don't realize, you know, one week is two weeks, two weeks is a month, a month is three months later. And um, we maybe 
did or didn't accomplish certain things. Or maybe we're around people and situations that just is a dead end and we don't realize it because we may have gotten comfortable or, you know, we're just having a good time, you know. But, again, having a good time, you know, some things have to end. You know, you can't just party all the time. You know, you have to regroup, you know, have some kind of growth happen, et cetera. It's like you can't be in school forever, you know, the same school. You eventually graduate, and then you move on, and, you know, you go on do different things. Maybe you go back for your master's, but it's still not the same curriculum at the same institution with the same people. You graduated, and you moved on, and so forth. So no no time to waste, no time wasters in 2015. So that's my phrase. I think it's um, important to make sure that we stay on the ball. Now, this doesn't mean skip downtime. No, downtime falls under uh, self-care and self-love. We all need that downtime. And it varies for each person. Sometimes having that downtime is reading a book, doing nothing, playing a video game, doing a crossword puzzle, whatever the case may be. So I don't mean that. I just mean to make sure that the things we do add value. Even if we are resting, we're adding value in our lives because we are recharging. You know, we're allowing our mind to rest so we can think of different ideas, concepts. Maybe, you know, it's something that someone said to you earlier in the day or the week, just finally saying then you thought, wait a minute, that doesn't even sound right. No, 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 no. We got to go back and look at everything again. So, yeah, n- so, yeah, don't don't let people waste your time. Even if you're in line, if you can think of a way, you know, to maybe speed up the process a certain way, like change your mindset, mindset, you know, oh, you know, no long lines. I know I can't stand waiting in a long line, you know, or maybe you could find a way to delegate something so that way you're spending less time in waiting mode and more time in doing accomplishing mode. So I like that. No time wasters for uh this year. So the the last point here, which is why I want to spend a lot of time on, is letting go of people and situations. Now, um this for some people can be very hard because there are a lot of emotional attachments for good reasons. You know, for example, if it's family members or friends who have been around you for some time, you may feel like you owe them something, even though People change, and, you know, the connections are no longer there. So uh, letting go of people in situations can be very difficult for some people and not so much for others, especially if uh, something really unfortunate happened and, you know, you're more likely to cut people off. But, you know, sometimes, yeah, when it's – especially if it's a long-term friendship or any kind of relationship, we have to really look at – what exactly happened for us to let them go completely. So let's start with friends. Um, I saw a quote. uh, It's it's been a pretty popular quote around, like, Facebook and Twitter. There's a friends for a season and reason. Some of them stay for a lifetime. Some of them stay for a year, something like that. That's true. But not all friendships end badly. Sometimes they just no, you guys just drift apart, and that's okay. Um. What you have to, what we we all have to look at is how each person 
helps us in various ways. So what's the value added? And that's the term I love to use. I know it's a business you know, terminology, value added. But we really have to look at the people who add value in our lives. And by value, I don't just mean money. Sometimes you just need support. You need people to help you brainstorm. Sometimes you just need someone's, you know, house to stay over while you go to a function, you know, like, oh, okay, I, I know a person here that can help me out. Or maybe someone who could pass along the information, you know, like, okay, I don't believe in this or I don't do this. I don't quite understand that. But I know someone who can help you, you know, in this situation. So it's almost like crowdsourcing, you know, when you just throw something out there and say, hey, you know, I need help with this, advice with that, can someone help me? And they could pass along the information or help you themselves. So when you do have to let go friends or even some close friends because you guys just aren't connected anymore, you have to really think long and hard about what this means for you going forward. Not so much them because you have to worry about your own feelings first. Will you be able to withstand not being around this person anymore? Is it to the point where they no longer are adding value in their lives? Are they holding you back? Are they keeping things stagnant? Think about that for a minute because you may have this sense of loyalty that's not there anymore. You know, while this person is doing their own thing, you are trying to do your own thing as well, but you guys had to be able to help each other some kind of way. You know, this whole give and receive, you know, law, uh, one of the laws of the universe that come into play here. So if you believe that this relationship is stagnant, it's not going anywhere, and you really thought about this, maybe you even talked to the person about it, it is time to go your separate ways. So it doesn't have to be a bad ending. It can be, you know, a mutual one, and that's okay. I don't want people to feel like this. they had to have this sense of loyalty that just isn't there anymore for whatever reason. So that's something to think about. But with family, it could be a little bit more um, intricate than that. So uh, if there's a family member or family members who didn't provide constructive criticism, they just provided criticism, you know, and you're trying to whether it's build yourself up because some people make mistakes. So maybe you're really trying to, you know, give life a second go or third go and you're just like, no, I really want to get back in school or get a, a firm job, whatever the case may be, build myself back up, fine. <clears throat> and some people just doubt you and it's just almost repetitive and there's just no support. Some of the support that was there beginning is no longer there. Well, again, you have to ask yourself the tough questions. If I do become, I'm not if, when I do become successful, when I do become this, when I finish this, will I be okay with not having them around? Will I be okay if they try to come back into my life and I'm just not feeling it? I'm, I just, it doesn't feel right to me anymore. Can I accept that? Can I move on and not feel guilty about that? You have to ask yourself these tough questions because with each year, and even within each year, as you're doing these great things, sometimes some people just won't be on board. And you have to be okay with them not being around. You know, so it's some it's it's that dynamic of, but they're my family, they're blood, but we've been through this and this together. 
But that's the past, which why I recommended the book The Map because it asks you where are you, you know, when are you? Are you stuck in, you know, five years ago where that one family member helped you with something, now you feel like you owe them a lifetime of debt. It's not the case. Think about that for a minute. It is okay to let certain people go. That's fine because at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself and your accomplishments. You can't continue to think that you owe this person and that person and that person. Yes, you do want to be thankful for what they did, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, you can figure out how to do that, whether it's, I don't know, you know, you have to, that's something you have to determine, how you can thank them and move on, but it shouldn't be a lifetime of thank you and loyalty when it's just not there because it has to be give and receive, you know, because if that's the case, then you're just going to be left so empty. So this is why it's important to look at who you let go. Just as I said in the beginning of the show, there are three types of people in our lives, those who want us to succeed, those who want us to succeed but not surpass them, and those who don't want us to succeed. And these can be our family and close friends. The tricky part are the people who don't want us to surpass them because they are willing to help you just a little bit. But then when you are upping the ante and you need serious help, they're not there. It's like, oh, wait a minute, what happened? You were part of my support team to help me get there because no entrepreneur is successful on their own no matter what they're doing. So, again, you have to really strongly consider how you feel, who you need to let go, and how does play in your life going forward. Because you have to be very comfortable and firm in your decision once you decide to make this. Because it's just like this emotional attachment and it's it's draining. You can't keep thinking about, oh, if I do this, how will this family member or this friend think about it? You can't keep doing that. You have to worry about making the foundation of you strong so that way you can identify those true supporters, those true, you know, value added. And you are you are also giving value added in other people's lives because you're going to give back, right? Once you're successful on your road to being successful, you're going to help out, you know, your friends because you're going to surround yourself with people who want to do great things as well. So it's going to be that give and receive amongst people who want that to happen, who want you to be successful, because there's more than enough room on the top for everyone to be successful. <laughs> okay, there's no, like, you know, limit. No, oh, we reached 101. Sorry, you're 102. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not like that at all. But also, don't take offense when um, <clears throat> your friends and family are no longer around or, you know, they just don't get it, don't want to get it, whatever. Don't take offense to that because that's something with them. You know, you don't know their entire life story, you know, especially if they're older than you. You don't know their entire life story. You know, you don't know what got them to that point in their life, what sacrifices they made. So that's very important, too. Um, it's just something that they have to figure out on their own. So even if they were mean towards you and, you know, said, oh, you're not going to do it, oh, you're doing something stupid, you know, you could get mad. You know, I like to say vent about it first and then let go. That's fine. But don't. You know, don't hold that against them to the point where you're, you know, up at night, like, how dare they and stuff like that. Just let it go. Let it go. After you vent first. <laughs> After you vent. I don't want you going somewhere and something triggers you and you're just like, oh, then you're banging on tables and stuff. But, again, yeah, there's a whole life, 
you know, that they had, which got them there before you were born or, you know, wherever the case may be. So they had to live their own life with their own, you know, lessons learned, mistakes, and so forth. And if they do decide to come around one day, if they want to be on the bandwagon, that's up to you if you want to accept them in there. But you had to see how you feel about that because you don't want that dynamic of a relationship where it's just like you feel you owe them or you feel like, oh, well, maybe I should give them a chance or they're just bandwagon, so whatever. You don't want that. You want it to be a mutual relationship with respect, you know, interdependent. Like I like to make the reference of a football team, you know, you need your wide receiver, you need your quarterback, you need your running back. You know, it's an interdependent relationship. It's a team, you know, not codependent or some other kind of dependent that just doesn't work. So you really have to think about that. And there will be times where you will think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Again, this is where you have to be firm in your decision-making skills. Just like in business, you have to be firm. Yes, you can reflect and look back. But once you make a final decision, it has to be a final decision. Otherwise, you're just going to second-guess yourself time and time and time again. So letting go of people and situations in 2015 is something that uh, – should be done actually once a year, not like I said earlier, throughout the year because you really need to figure out who is the important, who are the important people in your life. Just like that, Steve, uh, the quote I saw on Steve Harvey's Instagram page: "You are the average of the five people you spend time with." Again, mind blowing. But those people who you spend your most time with, they they should be, you know, giving and receiving just as much as you're giving and receiving. Whether again, whether it's time. In the air, there have been times where I spent um, like an hour or so with my friend. We're just drinking cappuccino and we're bouncing ideas off of each other's head. And lo and behold, we're actually on the same page. So I mean, like you know, it's just one of those things where sometimes my friend present me with something like, "Hey, you know, it's this event. I think you might want to go to it, or you know, it's a, it's a talking, it's a, whatever the case may be. You know, they present it to me." Or I may see something, I give them a heads up about it. So it's just something as simple as that. I might see something on Facebook and forward it to someone. Or, you know, I have an idea. I like to bounce off of them. Or, you know, same thing, you know, vice versa. It should, that, again, it doesn't always have to be money. But if there's just, you know, people who are just aren't adding any value in your life, they're just there and there's always some issue and you're just sitting there. And even if I'm the type of person who I let people talk their heart out and I won't say anything. I will not provide my advice unless they ask because most of the time people already know the answer is within them. And then when people do ask me for the advice and I give it to them, they can follow it or not. They're an adult. That's on them. But if they are making similar mistakes and they're just not ready to change, then maybe you you need to, you know, Take a few steps back, give them their space, let them be. So, again, that's okay to let people like that go. And it may not be easy, but if you ask yourself those tough questions, the transition can be a little bit smoother. And I remember I used to tell my brothers all the time, you know, categorize your friends so you know what they can and can't offer you. You know, just like time, money, energy, a place to stay for one night, whatever case may be, you know, brainstorming. Start figuring out how they can help you so you know how to address them because you can't expect something from someone if they can't give it to you. So that 
that's all grouped into how we can let people go. So once you make these determinations of how people can help you, how you can help them, because, again, that's what relationships are about, give and receive. And if you determine that this person has added value in your life, can add value in life, and will continue to add value in life, that's great. Keep them on board. But if you determine that they want you to add value in, in your life, they're not there now, they just aren't helping you, they aren't there for you, then you, it may be time to let them go. And, you know, that's okay because this year will bring new things, new people, and all that greatness. But, you know, we have to put ourselves out there and be willing to let go what needs to be let go. And that also applies to situations, you know, not going to that same spot anymore, wherever the spot is, whether it's, you know, that pub or that whatever, you know, it may be, it may be time for a change of uh, places, you know, a change of habits, you know, because when we become a little bit too comfortable, we get stuck in the zone, which is why I suggest reading the map. <laughs> we don't want to get stuck in the zone where we're just so comfortable that things start to slip by and we're just not as productive anymore. So just to recap the show, what we can do to ignite energy for this year, I suggest writing notes to yourself, you know, what you want to accomplish, um, have it a, a goodbye note for 2014, and then uh, create a time capsule for yourself, which you can open up some date in December. Um, next, what makes this year different from 2014? <clears throat> Angel number wise, 2014 had to do with opportunities, you know, being presented to you, and you being on the right path, and so forth. Um well, 2014 is 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 4 equals 7. So that's how I got to number 7. Um, 2015, 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 5 equals 8 is all about being infinite. So, you know, having abundance of time, energy, money, concepts, and so forth. This is the year where we can expect great things to happen in abundance. So not just trickle, but you know, with that being said, we also have to put ourselves out there. We can't just sit home and just expect things to happen. We have to be proactive in our actions. Um, next, books to read. I provided three, um, Never Eat Alone and Other Secrets to Success, One Relationship at a Time. This is the expanded and updated version. It's a New York Times bestseller by Keith Ferrarzi and Tao Raz. That's K E I T H F E R R A Z Z I T A H L R A Z. The next book I recommended uh, was The Map Finding the Magic and Meaning in the Story of Your Life by Colette Baron Reed. And the third and last book I uh, recommended was Past Lives, Present Miracles by Denise Lynn. Great, great material there for you. Um, next phrase of the year, I wrote no time wasters. Um, yeah, don't don't let people waste your time. Don't let situations suck up your time. Um, just really be conscious of how you use your time and how you can best use your time. And then um, letting go of people in situation. I talked about that the most because um, that can be a really difficult one for uh, people, especially as we're making these transitions because um, – you know, for for this year, it can be a milestone for uh, a lot of people. Even going back to what makes this year different from 2014, 
some people may um, be turning that 30, 50, you know, whatever golden age this year. It may be um, they're reaching a certain uh, year at their job. They may be um, reaching some kind of personal goal this year, you know, like, uh, for example, maybe like 20 years sober. So this year has a lot of energy to it for various reasons. Again, whether you reach a milestone of some sort or some kind of personal growth. So you have to really uh, be conscious of how this year's energy really will affect you this year, throughout the year. And, you know, just going back to letting go of people's situations, again, I spent a lot of time on that, but uh, it's important because while we are igniting, you know, our energy this year and, you know, getting used to the different energies and reading books and, you know, saying these phrases of the year as you add on your phrase and other people's phrases, what's the point if we're still hanging around the same people and indulging in the same situations? It's just not going to work. All this work that we're doing, you know, for our personal growth isn't going to amount to anything if we're still hanging around people that just aren't adding value in situations that just isn't helping us expand. So besides me, you want to talk <laughs> The most about letting people in situations go, I just really wanted that to be the information is that, you know, working on all that really is meaningless if we're still around the same people and doing the same things involving in the same situations. We had to be able to catch this on the onset, you know, so now you can listen to this podcast you know, throughout the week, it's recorded. It'll be on iTunes as soon as I'm done. It gets sent straight over from Blog Talk Radio to iTunes, so you can download this podcast. Um, and and then you can really, really think about, you know, write a list. You know, top five people you hang out with. Uh, you know, other people in your life, so forth, so forth. Hey, they add value by all means. You know, and then you can even think how you add value because you always want to be able to. Um, be the go-to person for certain things, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know what, I got this, um, I got this idea, let me run across so-and-so, you know, or I don't know about this, but I know that this person may know who I can talk to, so you want to be valuable yourself as well, I know I was really drilling in how people should be valuable in your life, but, you know, it goes without saying, you also want to be valuable, so, you know, read up on current affairs, um, you know, do something you haven't done before, you know, be that that it person, you know. So that's something you also want to think about. But you are expanding on becoming that it person as you go through this process of, you know, igniting uh, your energy and, you know, all this greatness as you go down the line. So these are all something that you can really think about as you add this to your kickstart, you know, criteria this year. Um, so, that's all the things I want to talk about to help you um, with this year. I'm doing this as well on my own, so I'm not just <laughs> I'm not just telling you what you should do. I'm actually doing these things right now. I'm actually, as I said earlier, I'm actually reading Never Eat Alone. So I'm not done the book, but I am vouching for what I read, and it's great book. So I'm not just putting things out there. I'm actually um, living it. So, again, I would love to hear about your time capsules, you know, your top five people. If you have your own phrase for the year, you know, stuff like that, you can email me at Tia, T-I-A, dot Johnson at VioletSanctuarySpa.com. I love receiving your emails. 
So um, thank you. Uh, tune in to next week's uh, radio show. I have a special guest. So, um, again, thank you. You can catch this uh, show on the podcast via iTunes as well. So thank you and have a wonderful evening.